Welcome to Botany and Barrels, a Petrichor production. All right, folks. Hello. This is Botany and Barrels. Mm-hmm. Um, my name is Nina House. And I'm Gabby Rep. Normally, Gabby is the one who brings the wine, but today, every few episodes, I bring a wine. Gabby, what's the wine? You have to say it. Ah, <laughs> you brought it. Uh, it's got it's Ravenswood. Uh, it's a Cabernet Sauvignon Vintners blend, California, 2018. Okay, to another 2018. Another 2018 from California. What do you think of this bottle, Gabby? You know, it's got the it's got the fun ravens in a little circle. It so. reminds me of Edgar Allan Poe. It does. Oh, yeah. Yes, raven. And, like the bottle's dark. It looks like probably the wine is dark. It's kind of like. Mm-hmm. A it's fun. a dark green bottle. Dark green bottle. Thanks. It's got the black foil. Yeah, the whole thing's kind of spooky. I don't know where I got this. Established in 1976. Been around a while. Oh, where would you find this? I don't know. It, it, the, the stamp mark of the established in 1976 is what makes me think that it's not super high end. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the Ravenswood logo's fun and it's nice. I don't know. I mean, it's like... I don't want to sound mean. I feel like <gasps> it, like I'd see it at a grocery store. You're so mean. I'm so not trying. To, I just said I didn't want to sound mean. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you probably would find. Oh, it Oh, but at they a just did a store. cool. They did a cool thing in the foil that I couldn't see until the light hit it. Oh. You see that? It shows oh. the logo in the side of the foil. It's like um, oh, that is cool, and it's it, on the top too. Oh, cool. Yeah. Does that change your? your I don't know. I mean, again, it, it's it's spooky. So it's mm-hmm. like almost a little like specific to the time of year. Like I feel like you couldn't pull this wine out any time of the year. Mm-hmm. It, it would have to be like October, maybe September, November. Yeah. If you're going for a vibe, if you're just like yeah, going for whatever. a vibe, yeah. I mean, I haven't tasted it yet. Yeah. But like looking at it, it doesn't look like it's going to be the best wine in the world, but it looks like it, it has potential because they definitely put a lot of work into it. You mm-hmm. can see it. Mm-hmm. I like the logo. It's like um, the dragon eating itself. What's that called? Oh, I know. I know what you're talking about. The dragon eating its tail. Yeah. Cycle of life or whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of that. What do you think? Where do you, would you see this? I have no idea because I don't know where this came from. Okay, but you can imagine <laughs> where you would see this. Why? I mean, you don't know why you bought it. I didn't buy this. I got this as a gift from somebody. Oh, it was a gift. Oh. <laughs> so don't be too mean. <laughs> what? You don't even know who gave it to you. I think I do, but I don't remember. Um, I think it's cute. I think it's fun. I think, it, yeah, it's good for October. It's good for Spooktober. It's good for Spooktember. It's, we're past September. Yeah, but if you were in September. Next what about year. Sp- spook November. What does that exist? <laughs> spook Spookvember. <laughs> it could exist if you want. November wanted. can be scary too. I agree. I mean, Thanksgiving is scary alone. <laughs> That's true. You could, I mean, I don't know. I think it's 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 not like plain simple fancy for sure, but it's and it's not. I don't know. It it's, has it's it's in a weird middle ground. It's it not is. the classic. Okay, this is the vineyard. This is what you're drinking. Thing. It's not like clear and cut, mm-hmm. but it's also not. Oh, we're gonna have an artist do a fancy thing on the front. Right. It's kind of weirdly in the middle where they have their own logo that they're they're very proud of, which it's a very mm-hmm. cool logo. And then they're putting on the bottle. Yeah. And it's the main point of the bottle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I like it. I think the it's... stamp is what throws me off. The established in 1976. I don't. I don't particularly don't love. That. Which I understand why they did that. Mm-hmm. The vineyard's been around for a long time. Yeah. Gotta... Just that stamp effect. I'm. I'm not a fan of. I kind of like I, that. I'm, it feels very early 2000s. To me. <laughs> Maybe that's what they're going for. Maybe. What do you think is the fanciness rating? I mean, I I feel like I kind of put it right in the middle. Yeah. That stamp. It's <laughs> a fine stamp. <laughs> I don't like the stamps, yeah. the established stamps. I don't like that. It's a weird pet peeve of mine. I feel like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You don't know if it's been family owned the whole time. You don't know if it's been owned by different CEOs the whole mm-hmm. time. They're just using that as a thing saying that this company has happened hap- by happenstance has stayed alive for so long. Um. All right. Okay. Like the 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 Lucas and Llewellyn one that says on it, it's yeah. been family owned. It doesn't give a year. It just mm. says family owned. Okay. It's different. You know well, what I mean? Like it's a little bit different. And I guess I don't know for sure whether it's family owned. It or doesn't not. say. Yeah. Well, they believe in authenticity, craft, <laughs> and character. Okay. And I I believe in that too. I guess. <laughs> Ravenswood wines are big and unapologetic. Crafted for those who big refuse to unapologetic. flock to the latest fad. So interesting. So okay, so it's putting itself in a, in a unique category. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I do, I would I feel like I've been kind of putting it in its own unique category. <laughs> all right, I'm opening it. Okay, first of all, take get rid of no, this. No, put close that whole contraption. <laughs> You gotta cut the foil first. Oh, so you use a little knife on the back. Oh, that's what that's there for. Yeah, you gotta cut the foil. There you go. Oh my god. Good job. And then go all the way around. I usually do it twice just for good measure. There you go. And you're gonna go all the way down to the to the first circle. First circle. Turn the corkscrew, not the bottle. If I turn both, I think it'd be counterproductive. Okay. There you go. That's good. That's good. Now, first notch. Okay. When you can't pull it up, go to the second notch. You're kind of pulling it at a weird angle. There you go. A little bit of a pop. It's okay. It's your second time. <laughs> second time in my whole life. That's good. <laughs> oh, what does it smell like? I smell that cork. Hmm. It's chocolatey. Chocolatey, yeah. It smells like yeah. like dark chocolate almost. Or even like cheese. Okay. Maybe my hands smell like cheese. I think your hands smell like cheese. You cut the you cut the cheese. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Not in that way, folks. <laughs> Why don't you pour this one? Please. So when you pour a good bottle of wine, you do a little twist at the end so you don't get a drip down the side of the bottle. It like you twist the bottle right as you finish. And I did that. You did. Okay, lead us through, Nina. Okay, so now we're first we're going to do um, color. Mm-hmm. So tip your glass away from you, and Kemi, describe what color you're seeing in your glass. <laughs> it's a very dark red. 
it's you can't it's not even opaque you can't even see through the darkest point it's yeah, a very it's, dark red it's very dark which yeah. is which is pretty common with cabernets they're you know mm-hmm. as we've talked about a black grape so mm-hmm. they their pigments are very strong mm-hmm. it's a it's a very pretty color i feel like it's um literally the paint swatch of cabernet <laughs> that you would get on your wall yeah you know it's it's very like like deep i don't know like what what i mean you can't see through it i mean even at the top it's very very clear only for a a set like just literally a millimeter it's clear and then it immediately gets very dark Mm -hmm. but it's a very pretty color yeah i i like it let's smell it yeah you're gonna what do you gotta do gotta swirl it there you go oxidizing wine helps when you haven't been able to age a wine as long as you might have wanted so like this wine might be able to what year it was 2018 Mm -hmm. it's been it's been almost long enough i mean usually red wines four to five years or longer depending but if you take it out a little bit early and you because you really want to drink it um oxidizing it really helps Mm -hmm. brings out a lot of flavors because okay. it, it basically expedites the aging. This is a hundred percent cab. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cab's, well, I'm sorry. Uh, Cabernet Sauvignon. It's Vintner's blend. Oh, it's a blend. Yeah. Oh. It just says do Cabernet. you know what else is in it? I don't. Actually, it what? just says Cabernet Sauvignon, and that's all I saw on the website too. Maybe it's a blend of different Cabernet Sauvignons. Can you have different Cabernet Sauvignons? I mean, if they were grown in different areas, theoretically, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. But they have the the winery has a whole um, line of Vintner's blend, so they have a bunch oh. of. Interesting. Yeah. Let me see. Do you know what the word Vintner means? I mean, I would assume it's the person that makes the wine, the, the viticulture. Uh, a wine merchant. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the Vintner's Blend, featuring California's top varietals made in an unapproachable style and designed to drink now. Unapologetic. Designed to drink now. Designed to drink now. But you're missing out on the best part of of their quote. Unapologetic. Unfussy. Unwimpy. They love saying unapologetic. That's a big thing on theirs. They said it on the bottle. Mm -hmm. It's also unwimpy. Unwimpy? And unfussy. Unfussy. What is that? It's not fussy. It's not. Why would you say unfussy? I've never heard anybody say that. <laughs> it's interesting. They're it's going, a very interesting company. They're going for a vibe. They are clear. They're they're clearly trying to be like outcasts yeah. of the wine industry. Yeah, they're making a statement. I like it. I think it's kind of fun. Okay, back to the smell. Yeah, it's got a very interesting smell, and I wonder if it's because it's actually been sitting. Because right, they so. said, like you read, oh. it's ready to drink now. Oh, and I've had it for a while. You've had it for a couple of years. <laughs> Not a couple of years, a couple months. Oh, it was just recently gifted? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I have no idea why. I don't remember. Um, oh, I, I guess I made the assumption you got it in like 2019. No, no. Um, sometime in the last year during COVID. Oh, okay. Um, but it has like, there's like a funky smell that I can't quite place. Is it as astringent the word I'm, the word I'm looking for? Like, it burns. If it's chemically. Yeah, chemical. Yeah. Which which is often a sign of that they didn't do that great of a fermentation process. Mm-hmm. 
um maybe it didn't get to i don't know it's um that really hits you it, it almost does. like sin- like i, I want to say singes your nose hairs but it does like it hits it hits all the way through your nose yeah and down your throat a little bit yeah i'm really i want to taste it it's spicy yeah spicy i feel like it's gonna have a bite to it which <laughs> i think totally matches what they're what going they're going for <laughs> Okay. Okay, let's do it. Swirl. Mm-hmm. Aerate. Mm-hmm. Oxidize. It also has some, some pretty decent legs, but there's a lot of them. You see how the differences in the legs from, like, I can see, like, lighter ones from heavier ones mm-hmm. on mine, but there are single ones, too. What so. does having, like, a lot of legs mean? It's the alcohol content. Oh, so the more legs, the higher the alcohol content? If it's really runny mm. like that, it's higher in alcohol. Mm. 13.5 percent mm, so it's pretty high pretty high all right let's, okay. let's give it a go this is very dry it really does dry it it dries out the tip of my mouth yeah. tip of my tongue mm-hmm. Ooh. but the back the back has like uh coated but it's not silky it's a little bit like cooling it's weird it's like it's hard in the front cool in the back <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I was, like I get, I get the spice at the front, and then I get the berries in the back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I definitely taste berries, and I think I'm gonna cheat a little here. I don't think it says on. It says baking spice. I read that already. Yeah, uh, flavor-packed glass full of blackberry, cassis, and a lick of cassis. Cassis. That's blackberry in French. So oh. they just said blackberry twice. <laughs> and a- <laughs> it's a trick to trick Americans. <laughs> And a lick of baking spice that nearly busts out of its velvet cage with backbone and structure. Baking spice. What does that mean? Cinnamon? What? That's so vague. I hate when people do that. Sorry. It's very bug- it bugs me a lot. I have a hard feelings towards cinnamon, which many people disagree with. <laughs> Can you taste cinnamon in this? No, but I'm. if I tasted cinnamon, I would dislike the wine. Okay. I, I don't enjoy cinnamon very much i have to be in a good mood mm. to be tasting cinnamon mm-hmm. i'm not saying that i'm not in a good mood but i'm enjoying this wine so therefore i'm not tasting cinnamon yeah all right all right do you what do you i th- do get the spiciness that there's they're talking about but i don't know if i would lend it towards baking spices to me it definitely is more like fresh cracked pepper okay yeah i get the bite of yeah. that um I think allspice, yeah. maybe. Mm-hmm. Have you had allspice before? I mean, you have, but maybe yeah. not on its own. No, I don't think not it's on its own. It's also part of pumpkin spice. Oh. Cloves. Pumpkin spice allspice. has everything in it. Mm-hmm. That's why everybody loves it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it tastes better than it smells. Yes. I don't like the smell at all. The smell is not great. Yeah. It it smells like it's gonna be like something I would be like, I'm not drinking that. <laughs> it really it really does dry my mouth out. Like mm-hmm. it, it the it's it's funny to see how it dried out the front of my mouth and now my throat is very dry. And it, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, which is interesting. I don't, I don't know if I really had that happen. Mm-hmm. It's it's a interesting wine. And I wonder if I've contributed to the flavor by leaving it um, on my. Oh God! <laughs> don't tell me where you left it. It's on my shelf in my room for the last few months. In the hundred degree weather in Claremont. Hundred degree weather. That can one hundred percent affect the wine. <laughs> so 
That could be part of it for sure. Mm-hmm. If you don't store your wine properly, mm-hmm. it can really mess up the flavor of the wine. Mm-hmm. Though I will say a company like this probably use it's not a natural wine company, so they probably mm-hmm. use other chemicals within it that help preserve the wine. Mm-hmm. Like um, what I was talking about with our spooky wine bottle, the weird ones are wolves. Most wine wineries use sulfur dioxide but it's typically removed because mm-hmm. sulfur dioxide helps prevent the wine from getting affected by oxygen mm-hmm. so that it doesn't age super fast. They might have kept that in, so mm-hmm. it would help in situations like that, sitting on like a, a shelf, not having proper cooling or whatever. Right. But who knows? Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. mean, I don't think they specified it on their site. No, I, I, I don't think they did either. I Actually, I had a hard time. I wanted to find out more about Ravenswood Winery. And I just was not, they don't have a lot of information on their website about. Um, Are they in California? They're in California. Yeah. They're up um, above above the Bay. Like they're in the general Bay Area, like Sonoma. Sonoma? Sonoma. <laughs> I'm not from <laughs> California, people. <laughs> you never heard of Sonoma County? I've heard of Sonoma County. Okay. <laughs> I just need to hear things a couple times. <laughs> we, we need to branch out. And get some French wines. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do next yeah, time. Yeah, we do. Although yeah. I have a lot of trouble saying French words, so. I'll just make people cringe. I'll, I'll help you out as best I can. I took French in high school, but mm. please don't hold me to anything. <laughs> anyway, do you want to hear about Cabernet Sauvignon? Cabernet? Cabernet Sauvignon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait, I, I, pu- I put a little cheat sheet in here of like what the flavors are that I didn't even cheat from. Mm. Um, so it's a medium-bodied, not-too-dry, juicy red wine with sweet plum, red currant, graham cracker, and licorice. Do you get graham cracker? See, the graham cracker is like what they're saying. It's the baking spice. It's the cinnamon. Oh. I'm not getting cinnamon personally, but it is a very good fall wine. Like I could see this being used in like a sangria Mm. for a dark red sangria with cinnamon and orange and clove and all that stuff. It'd Mm -hmm. be really good with that. Mm, Okay. Yeah, I think. With With some brandy thrown in. (laughs) Be good. Okay, Cabernet Sauvignon. Cabernet. Uh, Cabernet. Sorry, I was just messing with it before. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was having fun with it. Great. (laughs) Um, So despite the modern importance and ubiquity of Cabernet Sauvignon, it is actually a relatively young variety. Um, In 1997, DNA profiling revealed the grape to be a spontaneous crossing of Cabernet Franc and Sauvignon Blanc, which took place in Mm. 17th century southwestern France. Um, which is pretty cool. I, I don't know. I'm, I, I like, I like things hybridizing and doing weird things. It's pretty fun. So it naturally occurred. Yeah. It, probably they were like growing them in the same vineyard or something or like near, near each other. And then they, you know, little bees came along and were like pollinating and doing their thing and they moved pollen to the other variety and then they created a whole new variety. Hmm. Thank you, bees. Bees are great. <laughs> they are great. Um, so that's cool. Uh, so it's from France and Spain. The grape spread across Europe and to the New World, which is like North and South America, where it found new homes in places like California's Santa Cruz Mountains, Paso Robles, Napa Valley, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, it's grown in nearly every major wine-producing country among a diverse spectrum of climates from Australia, British Columbia, Canada. So it's pretty hardy. It can grow in a lot of places. Um, and that's typical of Cabernets, right? Yeah. Because they they're resilient. Yeah. Yeah, unlike some other grapes. 
that we've covered in the past. Pinot uh, Noir. Mm-hmm. Noir. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in California, the main stylistic difference in Cabernet Sauvignon is between hillside, mountain vineyards, and those on flatter terrain like valley floors or some areas of the Central Valley. So once you like grow in like valleys versus mountains you get into like these microclimates where you're gonna have like cooler weather or like up in the mountains or hotter weather down in the central valley um and it also just depends on like whether you do you know north and south facing slopes i think i've told you about this before but maybe not on the podcast uh it sounds really familiar yeah um i've i flipped out when i first learned about this is how it's really cool oh wait yeah. Oh wait! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's when they when yeah. you can tell on a mountain, mm-hmm. right? Like the plants are growing, yeah, a certain way, but they're completely different on the other side, right? Yeah. So north versus south facing slopes, especially in places like California, where you know you're closer, you're a little bit closer than the equator than like somewhere like New York, where I'm originally from, because I had never heard about this when I was living in New York. So north facing slopes don't get as much sun as south facing slopes, so they tend to be like greener and lusher and wetter than south facing slopes and and like those north be, ones are greener yeah because they just don't get as much sun they're not as dry so then oh, okay the south facing slopes like if you look at places where there's snow um the north facing slopes will have snow for a lot longer than the south yeah, facing yeah. slopes because we were driving we were driving to the yeah. we could see the snow on the yes. side of the mountain but then we went to the other side and it wasn't yeah, there exactly <laughs> It's super cool. So if you're like if you're a vineyard, you're probably thinking about stuff like that, especially yeah. in in California. But yeah, wines produced from mountainside vineyards tend to be char- characterized by deep inky colors and strong berry aromas. Hmm. Um, like we already said, popularity is often attributed to its ease of cultivation. The grapes have thick skins, and the vines are hardy and naturally low yielding, budding late to avoid frost and resistant to viticultural hazards such as rot and insects. So it's pretty consistent structure and flavor um and expresses like typical character of the variety they're pretty pretty similar across the whole they're doing their thing mm-hmm. <laughs> for most of the 20th century it was most widely planted premium red wine grape until it was surpassed by merlot in the 1990s and oh, wow. then in 25 2015 it made a comeback 2015 yeah now it's the most popular again over merlots over merlots as merlot's of 2015 second? Yeah, I think so. Um, Interesting. I know. I actually that makes a lot of sense. Merlot became really popular for a minute because people had fun saying it, <laughs> and I remember people almost making fun of, "Oh, it's a cab franc." Ooh, <laughs> and like making fun of it. Oh. And I was like, "Why make fun of cab franc? <laughs> They're great," or whatever. Cabernets in general. Yeah. <laughs> this is funny. Um, but it is often blended with Merlot um, to make yeah. Bordeaux wines. Bordeaux? Bordeaux's a, a region yeah. in France. Yeah. yeah, to make Bordeaux wine. Yeah, so pretty pretty cool grape. Uh, just an hour's drive from San Francisco is Sonoma, wine country. There you go. Discover over 500 wineries and experience the rustic charm of down-to-earth locals, farmers, winemakers, and acclaimed chefs at farm-to-table restaurants. Is this the yeah. tourism guide from yeah. Sonoma County? Yes. they i mean it sounds like a fun place to be actually i kind of want to go sonoma county is great yeah uh i mean within there's so there's there's napa and sonoma and there's little pockets within that whole wine area that i mean napa is very popular obviously Mm -hmm. sonoma is like also very popular but not as widely known yes and then there's like little pockets like hillsburg 
which is like you know, this perfect little pocket of the world that like i mean my brother had his wedding there and mm. it was great and mm. it was beautiful and they had some of the, these great wineries over there mm-hmm. love healdsburg we should go yes why wasn't i invited to this wedding actually uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Anyways, um, so this is a 2018. Somebody said uh, the most benign growing season in over 40 years. Hmm. So Sonoma, Sonoma. There you go. Did um, they did pretty well for for what? That's good. Bay Area yeah. typically has better rainfall. Yeah. Anyway, okay. what time is it, Gabby? I think it might be. <gasps> Cheese time! <laughs> oh, um, I brought three cheeses today. What cheeses? Um, um, a Montemore Sartori cheddar, smooth and creamy. Okay, so cheddar. I cheese. wish I could make my voice sound like that. Smooth. I can't do it. Never mind. Port Salute. Of course, your favorite. I love Port Salute. And a goat cheese. I got a little spicy with this one. Or not? It's not spicy. I, got, I mean, it's purple. Yeah, it looks. It looks like it has berries crumbling off of it. it what is it? It's blueberry vanilla. Goat oh. cheese. Mont, Mont Chevre brand. Do you... Chevre is goat cheese in oh. French. Okay. Cool. Which one do you want to try first, Gabby? It's up to you. I want to do the cheddar. Well, okay. yeah, let's do the cheddar. It goes pretty well with it. It does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's creamy. It kind of mellows out that pepperiness in it. Mm-hmm. It kind of tastes like you would have like an actual meal with it, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like this would go well with a burger. Oh, you know? like yeah. A, like a good burger with real cheddar cheese on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they go really well together. I like that a lot. Yeah, I, I've already said this on a previous episode, but like, yeah, the good thing about red wines is they just, they go well with other things. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, you want to do the port salute? Sure. Not good. The second time was worse. It's not good. It's a good cheese. It's very smooth and creamy, mm-hmm. but the the issue with it is that it has it doesn't really have any flavor. The cheese. Yeah. Like it's it, the texture of it's great. It's a great melting cheese. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have like its own boasty flavor like a cheddar does. Right. You know. So the cab like I don't know like wheels its way into it. And yeah. Makes it bad. It made it like I don't know. It wasn't good. Yeah. Yeah. It something something weird happened. Like the cream yeah, it, it made it like it's like drier. Yeah. And kind of like I don't want to say sour. Not good. No, yeah. Sour. Yeah. That was a little good. blue cheesy almost. Yeah. And I But not love, quite yeah. there. It's just a little off putting. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Last one. I'm excited for this one. I think it's gonna be disgusting. Okay. Um. <laughs> Great. <laughs> This is the blueberry vanilla goat cheese. I hope the cheese is at least good. It's just kind of a scary cheese to look at. What does it remind you of? I don't think it reminds me of anything. It's just I've never seen it before. Mm. You know, like I've never bought that cheese. Mm-hmm. So very interesting. The blueberries are really sweet because they're dried, and they've steeped into the goat cheese, which is soft and creamy and tart the after like the aftertaste like the end of it is pretty good it's sweet it becomes sweeter yeah you know like the 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 sweetness of the berries are like brought up to the top Mm -hmm. but the wine kind of 
falls to like second fiddle or whatever it's not quite there the whole time no, I mean, it definitely doesn't blend perfectly, but it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I think that port salute was way worse. The port salute was definitely worse. I had a feeling that the blueberries would help because yeah. blueberries are kind of close in that berry mm. family with the, mm. the red wine. Yeah. I think it became more of a dessert wine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it was yeah. like if you had some sort of like blueberry cobbler with mm-hmm. ice cream on top and yeah. you drank a, this Cabernet Sauvignon. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I kind of liked it, actually. Yeah. I was a because that yeah goat cheeses are kind of like hit or miss for me depends on how goaty they are, <laughs> um, but that one was that one's not too like the sweetness really cuts it. Mm-hmm. I I did I did enjoy it. I think um, it seems like this wine pairs well with either something that's pretty salty mm-hmm. or pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but not really in between. Yeah, not like a. What would you call Port Salute? Like a blank slate. <laughs> um, okay. Audience question time. Oh, <laughs> um, so our audience question this week is for Nina. Mm. Thanks, our, audience. <laughs> are wild grape vines a thing? Totally, totally. So um, any... I mean, all of our grapes were wild at one point, right? Um, but yeah, wild wild grape vines occur. I mean, probably not everywhere, but here in like Mediterranean climates. So in you know Italy, where they originated, and then here we have our own wild grape. And here in California, it's like Vitis uh, Californica or something like that. I was actually just looking this up earlier today because I was like, I wonder if we can have a California like native grape wine mm. on the podcast at some point. That'd be cool. I didn't get too far into researching it, but I think I I think the problem with them is like you know, like a lot of native species that haven't been um, you know, not necessarily genetically modified, but like a kind word would be nurtured. Nurtured <laughs> into like these big plump juicy yeah. things that we like to eat. Um like the wild varieties of things tend to be like small and like full of seed. So I think it's hard to make wine from some like at least the california native variety and um but around the world otherwise they do exist because i mean we did talk about the the pinot Mm -hmm. having it's only two steps away from a wild yeah totally right yeah and i'm sure like somebody has made wine from the california native grape i'm sure i'm sure it's out there and it probably they do sell it but um, I mean, maybe not, just because it might be hard to, like, make big batches of it. So if it is sold, maybe it's expensive. We should find it and try to do it sometime. Um, but yeah, that's like, we could just do it. We could do it. We could make wine in our bathtub. You don't have to do it in the bathtub. Where would you do it? What? <laughs> There's places that let you do it. <laughs> We're well. not in a prison cell. <laughs> Nina. <laughs> But yeah, that's a great question. Uh, <laughs> California native plants are sort of my specialty more so than than grapes or like wine grapes. So I I like that question. <laughs> so um, yes, there are wild yes wine grapes. Are, yeah, oh, vines are a thing. Totally. I made a, a wreath from California native grape vines last year for Christmas. Mm. Um, I have this cute picture of me and my cat. What what of splits it. the difference between like wild and 
like I guess not wild. I don't know what the non wild version would be. Um, is it's, it that it's modified or? Yeah, I mean, well, as soon as you start like having in cultivation, like growing in like at, in mass, you know, right? That's when it becomes not wild. Not wild anymore. Okay. Um, I only think of it in like horses. You have wild horses and you have tamed horses. Yeah, I mean, it's essentially the same thing. So you've of, tamed the grape, essentially. Yeah, tamed the grape. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's how my mind works. (laughs) I mean, pretty much. I think it would still be the California native grape. Once you start... It's just not going naturally on its own. Yeah. And once things have been in cultivation for long enough, you are... And this is a problem in, like, the California native... Or, like, any native plant industry. It's, like, growing things in a nursery and then trying to do, like, restoration projects with those plants and, like, introducing them into the wild. It's, like, if you have a, a plant that's been grown in the nursery for several seasons like first for many many years it's like you are essentially and like that's the plant that's surviving you're essentially um like picking the plants that can survive in a nursery so yeah that's not necessarily the plants that can survive in the wild so it be it becomes and then that's how you end up with cultivated plants right is eventually you just start growing plants that can't survive in the wild not saying that like grape varieties can't there's probably there's probably many of them can grow on their own, mm-hmm. um, but that is a way to like distinguish between native and wild. Hmm. So, okay. Yeah. Does that answer your question? <laughs> I hope it does answer the audience's question. It answered my question. Yeah. Okay. That I piggyback piggybacked off of. Um, cool. How so rate the rate the wine on a scale rate, of you rate the wine one to ten ravens. One I don't to rent ravens. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Ooh, I don't know. I don't love it. Um, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Like I, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't buy it again. No, probably not. This would not become a regular bottle for me to drink. No. I'm interested in how it would taste. Not having sat on my shelf for a few months. Um, so maybe I would buy it again for that reason. But mm-hmm. um, the the smell sort of put me off. Yeah, um, the smell wasn't great. It does. It yeah, it's not my which, favorite. Which is a big part wine. of it. It mm-hmm. kind of it tells a lot about the wine of how it's being made. Yeah. If it doesn't smell good, then it it might not have been made mm-hmm. to the highest of standards. Right. Which I mean, one of the things I also learned I I didn't get to mention really at all about with the Lucas and Llewellyn wines is they um, do this process called surly. Mm-hmm. Um, which means having the grapes on the lees, L-E-E-S. Mm. And the lees are basically what happens when, when you have the wine fermenting in the barrels or mm-hmm. whatever fermentation, f- fermentation cylinder you're using. The yeast eats up all the sugar and then it you know eats up as much as it can, turning it all into alcohol, and then mm-hmm. it dies. And all the, the grape skins and every, the stems and all that stuff sink down to the bottom. Mm-hmm. And those are the lees. And so you have the gross lees, G-R-O-S-S. Like they're disgusting? Sure. Um, I also think of it as gross as in, like, everything. Okay, yeah. Because um, it includes everything. Where And then there's the fine lees, mm. which is just the dead yeast. Oh. And, like, certain wines, the longer they sit on the lees, it can add to the flavor of the wine. It can give it a buttery, it can give it this cream mm. and like hearty almost flavor to it. 
And I wouldn't describe this as buttery at all. No. And I feel like they probably didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Lucas and Llewellyn ones, they did that. Mm-hmm. With the, the um, Pinot Noir we had, they did it for 10 months, which on average for like champagnes mm-hmm. is about 12 months for like a non-special bottle. Mm-hmm. Like a special like cuvee vintage one will have um, 36 months. So it'll sit on that. Okay. Which is you know a quite a time. while it's a long time yeah that's over two years over two years yeah <laughs> cool so yeah so i mean it's not bad in any ways but I, I would say like it's it's kind of like a one and done yeah almost. i think so too so i yeah i'd probably look a five or six ravens maybe maybe even a four yeah i'd maybe give it a five yeah like, it, it's not bad. It's just not my favorite wine that I've ever had. No, it kind of goes with stuff, but it kind of yeah. doesn't. And it's not great to drink on its own. Mm-hmm. It's kind of in a weird yeah. middle ground. It is. Which they love to be in. Yeah, that's what they're, they're going unapologetic. for. <laughs> unapologetic. <laughs> Unfussy. Unwimpy. Yes. <laughs> Which. I would not call this a wimpy wine. I don't sure. know about fussy. Why do you describe a wine as fussy? Do you think a wine can whine? <laughs> I think it can. Oh, come on. That was good. Um, if you had to pick a movie. Do you get it? I did get it, okay. yeah. <laughs> you didn't laugh hard enough. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um... Final question. Okay. What movie would you watch this with? Oh. You know, just for the sake of the Ravens, I might have to sit and listen mm-hmm. to, on an LP, mm-hmm. the reading of Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, I think so, too. I think that would be fun. Spooky. It's raining outside. There's thundering. There's a raven at your window. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, you know what would go really well is what? there's a, um, I think it's a Simpsons Treehouses of Horrors. They do, you ever heard of that? Oh, of course you haven't. Um, every Halloween, Simpsons does the Treehouses of Horrors. They've been doing it since, I believe, the second season of Simpsons. Mm-hmm. And they do three short stories, and they're all, like, spoofs off of existing horror things mm-hmm. or whatever. And if I'm not mistaken, they do Edgar Allan Poe's raven and homer is in the room and bart is the raven mm. a knock 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 rapping rapping at his door mm-hmm. that would be good with this actually yeah. <laughs> if you wanted to watch something otherwise yeah. listening would be good too yeah to the real one you could do both probably within the whole bottle because mm-hmm. it's only a short it's like maybe 10 minutes at, yeah. at most yeah all right fun 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 bottle yeah fun wine well thank you for listening thank you send us some comments let (laughs) us know how you like if you like the podcast send us comments send us questions we want more audience questions we've been loving them yeah send it our way and if you have any suggestions for wines to do if you're a winemaker and you want to send us something to try we'd love to do that right we'd love to do that yeah of course (laughs) we've already been doing it (laughs) Um, okay we'll see you next week yeah thanks Have a great weekend. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to Botany and Barrels on Podcast One. Botany and Barrels is produced by Petricor, hosted by Gabby Rapp and Nina House. 
edited by Julia Dillard. Special thanks to Brian Liberty.